hello my dudes my name is Tiffany welcome back to my series internet analysis where I analyze things from the internet thank you guys so much for the love on my latest video which was about face this episode is brought to you by Shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tune. I got quite a few new subscribers from that, so if you're new, welcome back. We are going to continue that discussion, so if you haven't seen that video yet, I would recommend that you watch it first. Somehow I accidentally stumbled into this mini-series about basically what our online presences are in comparison to our real-life personas or bodies or appearances. And I'm exploring a lot of tools and things that we use on social media and trying to discuss how it affects us. My favorite thing about making these videos is the discussion that happens in the comments. So as always, feel free to discuss your point of view and your thoughts. So today's internet analysis is about filters, Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, beauty filters, anything called Snapchat dysmorphia. I would assume that most of the people watching this are probably somewhat familiar with these things, but in case you're not, I will be explaining them. So Snapchat filters came out way back in September 2015. And then Instagram kind of copied Snapchat in a lot of ways, including making its own version of stories, and came out with their own beauty filters in May of 2017. New face filters on Instagram today. This is my favorite one so far. Nice job, team. In a lot of ways, I think Instagram has succeeded in being a rival against Snapchat. I personally don't use Snapchat anymore. I deleted my account, RIP. Mostly because I just thought that any of the uses that I had for Snapchat, I can just do on Instagram. But that's not the point of today's video. Let's throw it back to when filters first came out. Filters changed the damn game. I think one of the first, if not the first filter that Snapchat had was that weird rainbow pukey one, but it definitely succeeded in capturing the attention of everyone and suddenly everyone wanted a snapchat they wanted to try out filters Is that me? and people were hooked in the beginning a lot of the filters were just silly things they are very silly but the engineering behind them is serious I'm not sure exactly what the timeline was but then we became familiar with animal filters such as the deer or the infamous dog the most basic snapchat filter of all time but honestly, everyone is guilty of using it. The deer filter. Okay, another animal filter that they're getting right. Make it cute, those double wings, like that shit is impressive. Let's just be real, the reason that people use filters is to make themselves look better in like a cute or sly way. Like, oh no, I'm not trying to look cute, I'm just using this silly deer filter, but it's like, no bitch, that just made your eyes all big and cute. As well as what I will refer to as beauty filters, referring to maybe the flower crown one. Obviously it just makes you look adorable. Or the golden crown one, which was one of my favorites. So obviously in the beginning, the purpose of these filters was just to have fun. It was just an entertaining thing to do. Everyone was having a great time trying them out. But I think slowly the beauty filters began to take over and people became a lot more comfortable using the filters often. Fast forward to today, especially with Instagram having its own beauty filters, there are a lot of people, 
or a lot of instances where people do not want to post any picture that does not have a beauty filter on it. Now I'll admit, if I wake up, I have no makeup on and I for some reason have to post something to my story, I will usually use a filter because it gets rid of my not so cute morning face. But you have to admit that it is fascinating how much we as a society, as people on social media have begun to rely on these filters. So what do these filters actually do? Again, I'm referring to the beauty filters specifically. Each one is different, especially between Snapchat or Instagram, but these are just generalizations. The first major thing would be smooth, bright skin. Sometimes eyes are a little bit bigger, your nose can be straightened and thinned out, your lips can be a little bit plumper. Some of these beauty filters come with makeup, which usually doesn't look great, but sometimes they do. Those lashes, that's insane. So like, you can look kinda cute. Better eyelashes than I could ever have in real life. But I think the most striking moment that everyone has probably experienced is when something glitches and the filter turns off and you go from staring at your beautiful self to looking at your real self and it looks so bad in comparison. Hey, it's me editing using a Snapchat filter because I don't have makeup on. I love irony. I just wanted to say about that thing was literally my eyes readjusted and my nose looked so big and I couldn't wrap my head around it but I think it's similar to like when you're looking at a very colorful photo and then suddenly the saturation is gone and then your eyes are playing tricks on you I think something similar happens in that situation anyway let me just say by the way little tangent about camera angles I would love to do a video explaining or exploring the difference between how we see ourselves in mirrors and how we see ourselves on cameras and how different cameras can make us look different but again so much that's for another video. Most people, when they are sending a Snapchat, posting something to Instagram, your phone is so close to your face and that's automatically gonna make your features look bigger. It's gonna make your nose look bigger. It's probably not the most flattering angle. So especially when you do that, you turn on the filter, you look decent, and then it turns off and you're looking at yourself from this angle. It's not gonna look pretty. But it is about that shocking moment where you're like, wow, that filter makes me look like the best version of myself. And that's what a lot of people seem to think. Now the tricky thing about these filters is that sometimes the effect seems perfectly subtle. Maybe before you never wanted a rounder face or a skinnier jawline, but suddenly when you see yourself in this alternate eerie version, your mind can start to prefer that perfect filtered version of yourself. And that's when I think it can become very bad for your self-esteem and bad for your self-perception when you start to prefer the filtered version of yourself as opposed to your actual self on camera. Because again, that's debatable compared to what your actual real life self is. I wish I could look like my filtered self in real life. My cheekbones and like my jawline is severely contoured. It's almost like you're not human. You're almost like a baby, a beautiful, flawless, bright-eyed baby. Next, I wanna jump into a thing called Snapchat dysmorphia, which is a term coined by a British doctor, cosmetic doctor named Dr. Esho. Basically, it is related to body dysmorphic disorder, which I did talk about in my last video about Facetune. Body dysmorphic disorder is complicated, but I'll try to explain quickly. It's basically a disorder that doesn't allow the person to have an accurate perception of themselves. They cannot look and see an accurate image of themselves in a mirror or in photos, and it makes them fixate on imperfections that they perceive. 
Hence where the term Snapchat dysmorphia comes in. With the popularity of filters and a lot of people preferring their filtered self, this disconnect has been created between what somebody wants to look like, which is their filtered version of themselves, and what they actually look like, which causes very big body image and self-esteem issues. As I said, it was the cosmetic doctor who coined the term because a lot of people are turning to cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, to try to bring this Snapchat, Instagram, beauty filtered version of themselves into reality. This has been a major topic in the media. There were a lot of news stories and documentaries coming out about this phenomenon, so feel free to watch them. I'll link some in the description. I'll show some clips here as well. Facetune or a Snapchat filter will give them a millimeter more of a cheekbone projection or a fuller lip or a straighter nose. I might as well get the real surgery to become the image that I really want to portray. Part of the reason I do want the surgery is so I can take nicer pictures and be proud of them. I wish I could change my perception and like not feel this way, but I know that that's not changing. Like I know myself. That's what my nose looks like when I'm using Facetune. You just gave me what I've been giving myself. It's so hard to discuss this without getting into my personal thoughts on plastic surgery, but I would like to explore that. So if you guys would like a video about social media's impact, on plastic surgery, cosmetic procedures, let me know. This is gonna end up being an endless series. But I don't know, it's, it's tough because obviously as long as cosmetic surgery has existed, people have wanted it. Hey guys, I just wanna make a distinction here. I think that video is actually not a great example of Snapchat dysmorphia. Both of those girls got their nose done. It's probably been an insecurity of theirs for a while. And yes, a factor was wanting to look better in pictures or match what they had made themselves look like online through Facetune. But I think even without filters and Facetune's existence, they would still want their noses changed to look good in pictures or just in real life. I think the difference comes in when people put on a filter that changes your whole face and they expect surgery to be able to come through with those results. Like there are not procedures that can really change your entire face shape. There are limits to what plastic surgery can do. And that's where I think you get these completely unrealistic, impossible expectations because of filters. Facetune and filters, the ability of us to manipulate our photos gives people a clearer idea on what exactly they want to change. I feel like if someone is bringing in a micro-optimized version of their own face, that's a healthier body image place to start from than bringing in the image of a celebrity who has nothing to do with you. But as always, my constant worry with things like this is that people will never be happy with their results. And that's dangerous. That can lead to plastic surgery addiction. There's also the major issue of placing so much of your self-worth in your physical appearance. I mean, obviously we live in a world where most people, the vast majority of people, care about what they look like. They care about how they present themselves to the world. They care about how they perceive their own appearance. So I don't blame people for wanting to change their appearance or improve their appearance in their eyes. I don't know. So anyway, for the sake of time, I don't wanna spend too much time talking about plastic surgery in this video. 
Again, if you want the other one, let me know. But in reading comments from my last video about Facetune, people were wondering what's the difference between changing your appearance on Facetune and people changing their appearance drastically through makeup or with plastic surgery? That's a good question. I think there is a big difference between each of those things. And again, I sound like a broken record, but that could be its own video, you know? But anyway, I'm trying to focus this video on filters and Snapchat dysmorphia. So if it sounds like I'm missing anything here, it may just be that I'm saving it for a future video. Now here's the fascinating thing. Obviously the filters, debatably, make people look better. But what does that mean? What's the real meaning behind these filters? What is the cultural significance? I remember when Snapchat filters, beauty filters, first came out, there were a lot of articles asking, are these filters kind of problematic? I know some people hate the word problematic, but it's useful sometimes. I think one thing that is undeniable is that these beauty filters are very slanted toward Western standards of beauty. It's like a one-size-fits-all change. It changes every face to be usually slimmer or cute and round, big eyes, straight thin nose, big lips, smooth, lightened skin. An emphasis on that because a lot of people of color feel, at the very least, not represented by beauty filters. It can be very offensive when a person of color or someone with darker skin uses a beauty filter and their skin gets lightened multiple shades. There's so much to be said about racism and beauty standards, the unfortunate preference for lighter skin in the beauty industry and on social media often, or kind of a hatred or dislike of darker skin. And obviously I can't personally speak to that. I mean, we see how pale-skinned I am. But you have to admit, it's messed up that these beauty filters don't take skin color into account. Why should lighter skin be the improved version? I think it would be really cool if Instagram or Snapchat came out with more flexible beauty filters that don't automatically lighten everyone's skin. I found this really great quote from an article that I was reading that said, Snapchat filters reinforce beauty norms. We have to keep talking about them until it becomes the norm to use makeup and filters to embolden our striking features, not to minimize them. As with everything, that's a little bit of a rabbit hole topic, but again, please let me know what you guys think about the racial implications of Snapchat and Instagram beauty filters. Next up is a question I've had for a while. Sorry, my legs are asleep and it's so painful. Okay, I'm back. I think I'm all right now. Anyway, another question that I've had for a while was, are Snapchat filters inspired by anime? To me, when I first saw them, especially the more fun, cartoony ones, they seem to be very inspired by what I consider to be defining characteristics of anime. Big cartoony eyes, a rounder, kind of baby face, exaggerated blush. But then I don't know if that would be just anime inspired, but also kind of kawaii inspired, I guess. Definitely an Asian kind of influence. So that brought me to another rabbit hole. So I did a deep dive into Chinese social media habits and trends, and this is kind of what I found. Here's a quote from an article that I was reading. More than half of the selfies uploaded on Chinese social media are believed to have been edited using apps made by just one company, which is MyTu. 
My Too translates to beautiful picture. So there's the corporation My Too, which has a lot of photo editing apps, and one of them is the namesake My Too. So I actually downloaded My Too to see what it was like. I wanted to see what you can do. So far, I've only looked into their facial changing features, but it's pretty crazy. You upload your picture, and then it asks if you want to beautify it, and you can literally scroll and widen or thin your jaw or move your entire forehead, move your eyebrows, move your eyes. You can change all of your facial features as easily as scrolling a bar. And I just thought in comparison to Facetune, which I've never used, but I, I've seen how it works, you can change your entire facial structure in literally less than a minute. And it looks rather realistic if you do it subtly, which is scary. The articles I read also said that basically it is considered socially rude to not edit your pictures. Like if you were to take a picture with someone else, it would literally be the most inconsiderate and rude thing that you could do if you did not edit their photo as well. So you would edit their face, you would edit your face, spend a lot of time beautifying the picture and then it would be ready to post. I definitely have a lot more to learn in regards to Chinese social media and honestly social media differences all across the world, but I just found that to be a very interesting example. What's interesting though is that in reading articles about Chinese social media and how they edit their photos, I didn't immediately notice, but the article mentioned that the way that Chinese people edit their faces is to conform more to Western ideals, which I kind of knew about with Chinese plastic surgery. More and more there's this interest in having bigger eyes and that's why there are a lot of people in Asia who do surgery to actually get a double eyelid. Double eyelids are when you have a fold or a crease on the skin of your eyelid. And it causes your eye to look slightly larger. A lot of Chinese people also try to make their faces less round. They want more defined cheekbones. And it just blew my mind that even across the world, they are still somewhat racing after the same beauty standards that we are. It really speaks to the globalization of the world, obviously, but with the internet and with social media, it's so much more possible for trends, even trends like literally facial features, to become globally popular. So what? What is the big point? What is the big problem or whatever about Snapchat dysmorphia or people wanting to look like their filtered or edited selves or getting plastic surgery to look more like what they want to look like on social media? The most striking thing to me is this uniform standard of beauty. And I know people think it's oversaid, but when you look at Instagram baddies, for example, there are so many people who end up looking so much alike because they're going for the same procedures. They get the same filled lips. They do their makeup the same. If you get plastic surgery to get rid of or fix any of the features that you don't find attractive, you're gonna end up with the same straight ski slope nose that is pretty popular. That's what a lot of people seek when they wanna get their nose done. It takes away so many of your unique characteristics and that's how people all end up looking more or less the same. That's another thing that's also interesting about 
Chinese social media and plastic surgery is that in China, there's kind of this rebellion against looking the same as everyone else. People want to look different. And again, I'm saying this based on what I read in the article. Obviously, that's not true for everyone in China. That's a lot of people. But generally in society, people want to make themselves stand out. But the irony is that a lot of the features that people who get plastic surgery are looking for are the same features. So they may be changing their original faces, but their new face is this same kind of look. My feet are going asleep again. Anyway, I don't know what to say. It's just so interesting and kind of sad, but I don't know. As with any culture, there is always a counterculture. So as many people as there are who are obsessed with their filtered selves and want to get plastic surgery or whatever, there are people who are fighting against that. There are people who don't like to filter their faces or don't wear makeup or are really embracing their natural selves. And that's just, that's just always what's gonna happen. So of course this doesn't apply to everyone, but it's just a discussion about trends that are happening on social media and bringing action to real life in the form of plastic surgery or cosmetic procedures. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Please subscribe if you would like to watch more internet analysis content. I will be continuing to make these forever. I already have such a long list of my next upcoming videos. If you're in need of a social media detox, I very much encourage it. Take some time off, get away from your phone, read a book, unfollow some toxic people, or make use of the great function if you're scared of unfollowing people and having them notice. You can hide their posts or you can mute their posts. It's like a soft breakup with people you're following on Instagram. Anyway, now we have a shout out to today's sponsor, which is Skillshare. So let's be real, you just reached the end of my video, which means you have to be incredibly intelligent and very interesting. You are exactly the type of person who would thrive on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with over 25,000 courses in everything from business, design, fun stuff, professional stuff. If there is anything on your list for the year to learn or to practice or improve at, Skillshare probably has a course for you. Their premium membership gives you unlimited access to every single course and Skillshare is very affordable at only $10 a month for the annual subscription. So as I mentioned in my last video featuring Skillshare, my goal for this year is to learn how to sew or improve my skills, either to make a sustainable merch line or just to upcycle my own clothing. Plus I need a hobby that doesn't involve cameras or computers. Seriously though, I just started school again and that's very exciting, but even outside of a traditional learning environment, I think it's still so important to continue to find things to learn about new skills for yourself or for your career, or maybe you just find it as satisfying as I do to watch other people sew things. Skillshare is the best, so they are giving the first 500 of my subscribers to click the link in the description a free two-month trial to try out Skillshare. So I definitely encourage all of you, rush on over there, get on Skillshare, and let me know what courses you guys are trying out because I'm always open to recommendations. Thank you so much, Skillshare, for supporting my channel. All right, thank you guys so much for watching. Please follow me on Instagram if you want some mediocre, not Facetune, not filtered pics, though I can't promise in my stories. I might use filters sometimes. Anyway, my feet are definitely asleep and it's gonna be scary to get up. Okay, thanks, bye.